Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I'm your host, Judy Gold, and I am in pain, but I'm still doing my intro for my part two interview with Zainab Johnson, which I heard a lot of people enjoyed. I really hope you enjoy part two. She's really amazing. And what an incredible life. Uh, not attractive. Kidding. Anyway, I am doing much better with my knee, although I have to say it it still kills. But, I'm you know, I can walk. I can walk in the apartment without a cane. I can't walk outside without a cane. Um, I have to do one step at a time. But I'm really pushing myself. And I start PT in a, in a facility this week, in a facility like I'm fucking 90 years old. So that's going to help because they're going to do all this shit to my knee. But it's a thousand times better than the last time. Like I can, I think I can bend it 90 degrees if I push it really hard. I can straighten it. It's just the pain and the, and the swelling. And it's like, you know, and Elise is like, you know, Judy, it's major surgery and they cut, they saw it off your bone. Like they saw it into your bones. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. But you know, how? And, and I'm so fucking sick of everyone telling, who's your doctor? Oh yeah, no, it's going to take, everyone knows everything. I fucking hate that everyone thinks they know everything. Is anyone else feeling like that? Everyone thinks that, and it's, you know, and as you know, everyone knows everything about the Middle East, but I am still... I'm, you know, I'm relieved for the the hostages who've been returned, although they, you know, they can't really talk about what they went through because they got threatened. But I have to say that woman, that 36-year-old woman, I, I wish I had her name right now, who looked at the, um, at Hamas in the eyes and was just like, go fuck yourself. She is a fucking hero. But, you know, you see when they release the hostages, how they have, you know, they have, they're all their faces are hidden, of course. And they have uh, people on video, you know, with video cameras or at film, whatever, you know, making them wave and taking videos of this. It's, it's the propaganda war. They are just winning, winning, winning. The fact that Netanyahu knew about this, I mean, shit's going to hit the fucking fan. He is fucked up. He is, he's just awful. I'm sorry. He is awful. But these horrible, I don't know if you know that in Toronto, these, and I'm not saying pro-Palestinian, I'm saying pro-Hamas. These are pro-Hamas people are, are, are targeting Jewish owned businesses and surrounding them. This is shit from the thirties. This is shit from the fucking thirties. Okay. The way people are behaving. 
And the fact that we as Jews have to constantly remind everyone, this is a terrorist organization who hates you too. And, you know, there's this, they, they're always saying free Palestine, free Palestine. Israel hasn't been in, in Gaza, as we know, since 2005, but you know, you want a Palestinian state, you've been offered it so many times, and yet Hamas continues to abuse its citizens, the, the, the citizens of Gaza, the children of Gaza. There's so many children because they have, uh, most of their, their population is, is very, very young, um, which is why there's no genocide, because there's actually more of them than there were. But they deserve to live with dignity. They de- deserve to live in peace. And yet you keep blaming Israel, but it is Hamas that has put them in this situation. I'm sorry, but that is a fucking fact. And Israel is fighting Hamas with the anti-Semitism going through the fucking roof and the misinformation and the bullshit that I, I you know, I got to do a podcast of just bullshit that I read on the internet because it's so fucking ridiculous. Anyway, this week it is Hanukkah, Hanukkah. And, you know, it's sad. Hanukkah is, is um, the festival of lights. They're in a dark tunnel. It is a festival of uh, triumph over evil and survival and, and, and surviving survival. I'm trying to say the word survival ship, but I don't think it's a word, but that's what the holiday's about. It's not going to be, it is going to be bittersweet because of the almost, you know, 140 hostages that are still there. They're still there that are underground children, women, and men. You want a ceasefire, people? They still have our people there held hostage and the things they did to them and the fact that women have not been speaking out against the atrocities. These women were raped. They were they they were shot while they were being raped. Like, it's so horrible. I don't even want to talk about it. But we have to because we're fighting we're just, we're fighting. We're fighting for our existence. And it really is, is really upsetting. So anyway, that's that. I want to tell you about the gigs I do have coming up. I do have, what, what am I doing? I'm doing something this week. I'm doing a benefit at the Lori Beachman Theater on Wednesday. I love the Lori Beachman Theater. Uh, it is at, I think it's, it's downstairs from the West Bank Cafe on 42nd. It's a great, great place. I'm also going to my PT that day. Um, I also want to let you know that December 12th, we have live podcast with Modi. We're going to talk about everything that's going on and tickets are really selling out. That's at the midnight theater on December 12th, which is Tuesday, December 12th. Doors open at six, seven o'clock show. Going to be great. Do I have anything on the 13th? No, I'm looking at my, it, but uh, on the 16th, I'm at South Orange Performing Arts Center with Liz Glazer and John Fish. And that is going to be a great fucking show. 
So go to my website, judygill.com and get tickets or go to the link in my bio on Instagram or go wherever you can to get tickets to the South Orange Performing Arts Center because that's going to be fucking amazing. Also, I want you to know that on December 25th, which is the birthday of Jesus, Christmas Day, I will be doing a show at Stand Up New York. Uh, I think it's at seven and it, uh, there will be, uh, there are, there are VIP tickets that include, I think Chinese food. Don't quote me, um, at a meet and greet and it's right on the Upper West Side and it's going to be fun. And Liz Glazer's on that show too. So that's going to be like, I love, I love performing on Christmas cause it's just, you know, it's, uh, you know, either miserable people who hate their fucking families and Jews and it's great. Cause I'm miserable and I'm a Jew. Um, so anyway, there's that and that I have gigs coming up in January, but listen, it's the holiday season. Um, it's December. I'm in pain. Elise has been taking care of me and, um, she's been good, but it's not easy. I'm not easy. We're not easy, you know? And especially like you just just want I just want to get the fuck out of here. But anyway, you are probably out somewhere, hopefully listening. And uh, I want you to enjoy. I want you to sit back. I want you to relax and I want you to enjoy part two of my interview with the wonderful Zainab Johnson. So you pack your car, you go to L.A. and you start taking um, improv sketch classes and yeah. you said that in college you would go to comedy shows. That was like a thing that you, you know, uh, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. we want to go out. Let's go to a comedy show. So you you were a comedy we, fan. We, yeah, we go down to the cellar. Judy. Right, right. Yeah, we go down to the cellar and freaking, you know, like make friends with somebody like Keith Robinson. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, and it's like, and then they just open up the door to you know, like, oh y'all want, oh y'all little young girls. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, know, oh, of course 20, the, 20, the, 20, the, the yeah. <laughs> so and Keith was one of your mentors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he, you. He, I, I heard a story that he got you. You were like, "Oh, I'm a comedian," and he was like, "Oh, really? Okay." And he got you a spot yeah. at Stand Up New York, which is on the Upper West Side. And yes, he got me the check spot. Yeah, the check spot. Let's explain to everyone the fucking shit check spot. The check spot <laughs> is the shit spot. And they always give it to the least um, experienced comedian to make them suffer. But when you're sitting, when you're at a comedy show and there's another show after, so if there's an eight o'clock show and then a 10 o'clock show and then a midnight show, at, they drop checks on the tables about an hour into the show so the checks can be paid. And then everyone get the fuck out so they can seat the next show. So that's mm-hmm. between the third and fourth comic. The it's it's yeah. sort of in between there. So it's a short spot. It's usually like what, like five, six minutes. It's yeah. a short spot. And no one's paying attention. They're all looking at their checks, going, fuck, mm-hmm. I can't believe I have to pay for this. Why did you order that, you fucking asshole? I can't believe the cover mm-hmm. charge. What do you mean there's a two-drink minimum? It's like, it's the worst fucking spot. Uh, but mm-hmm. it do, it does let you grow the balls. Um, but you did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You did it. I did it. And Keith said, it. 
you got off stage and Keith said, you got you something. You got something. <laughs> you I can just hear something. him saying that. I just can hear him saying that right now. Uh, and he was like, he was shit. I, I, yeah, he was pissed off. <laughs> he said, I'm so mad. Oh, oh you got <laughs> something. Okay. Okay. He said, now you know what you got to do. I said, what? He said, watch the news. Yeah. You do. You have to watch the news. Yeah. It's shit, but you have to. You got to know what the fuck is going on. When so you 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 were taking these classes and you realized no, I want to do stand up. I don't want to do sketch. I don't want to do improv. You also mentioned uh, in an interview that you were on the debate team. That all of these things sort of gave you the confidence. No, no I was never on a debate. Team. Oh my no. god! But, but I read I, that you ran no. track in college. No, that's I don't know who wrote that. I didn't oh, run track. Fuck. Who the fuck I, I wrote ran that track shit? Before. <laughs> I ran track before I played basketball. I definitely ran track before fuck. I played basketball. But that's, Every- in, that's in middle school. Fuck it. Fuck. <laughs> okay, whatever article that was is shit. I, I all right. This better be true. That your friend, <laughs> your friend took you to a comedy show that was all female comedians. Yeah, it's true. Oh, God. Thank God. And that sort of gave you this. Okay. So in every moment, I don't know that I'm having this realization in the moment. Right, right. But like, you know, you know how you realize it. Like, yeah. Like you process it. It's like retrospectively. Oh, that's what that was for. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember a few things happening. I remember um, my friend telling me to audition for a show. When I first moved to LA, he told me to audition for a show. He's like, hey, BET is doing this like prank dating show and they're looking for funny women. And I'm like, well, why are you calling me? And he was like, because you're funny. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He's like, Zainab, just go. You are funny, right? So I remember that being like, maybe in my adult life, the first person that like said and acknowledged like, no, you are funny. I don't care what you say, what you think, you are funny, right? Now, fast forward, yeah, like I'm taking, you know, classes at you at uh, Groundlings. I'm taking classes at UCB. I, I was a part of like an actual like sketch and improv group that we just used to do clubs around like L.A. You know, it's like out of work actors or comedians and writers just trying to find a way to be creative and like find, you know, create, you know, uh, make friends and things like that. But then I remember going to this at this point when this this happened, I was working for a guy who managed comedians and he used to book a weekly show at the comedy store so every single week i am interfacing with a comedy show like directly with a comedy show and comedians right and then a friend of mine was like hey come with me to this show it's an all-female lineup like she had a friend that was on the show and so it's like it's like 10 women and they're all doing comedy and you know i get that it wasn't I, I hate to say it now. Like at the time, I thought, "Oh gosh, these aren't these people aren't funny." I, I I try my best not to say that now because I I never want to contribute to that stupid narrative that women right, aren't right. funny, right? But I did feel like, "Oh, this is not this isn't this isn't really funny," and I and I think I know why. That's the bigger part to me. Right, right. The, 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 like in retrospect, I'm like, oh, you you were a comedian because you weren't just having an opinion. You had like a thesis. You had a solution. Right, you right. had a, you know what I'm saying? You were trying to rewrite jokes in your head. 
when I was when I was going to this comedy show, working with this comedy show every week, I would listen to comics and then rewrite their jokes in my head or try to like reverse engineer it. Right. Like, oh, this is it's working because they he made this face or he said it like this. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Oh, he can because he's big, he can only see somebody else can't say that. Right, you know? right. I was doing all of this in my head, but not thinking like, ooh, because I'm going to be a comedian. It just started happening, right? Then I remember I went to Vegas, maybe like when they rebooted like Def Comedy Jam or something like that. I'm very close friends with Will Sylvan. And Will used to drag me along to everything comedy right. related, right? And he's like, we're doing it, we, you know, they're doing a whole Deaf Comedy Jam, you know, festival or something like that in Vegas, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's just me, Will, and Damon Wayne Jr. We're just hanging out, you know, in Vegas during this comedy festival. And I remember I went to like a, I remember that was my first time seeing Tiffany Haddish perform, right? And then the, the next, like maybe the, that night I went to like an after party and mm-hmm. I remember staying late and stopping me. And saying, hey, are you Zaynab Johnson? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I heard you have great comedic timing. And I was like, what? Now, Judy, I don't know where he got that from. Right. I didn't even have a resume. You know what I'm saying? I had done nothing. Were you waiting for him to say, like, I heard you have great tits or something? And then he comes out with that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I heard you have great tits. <laughs> uh, to me, it's comedic timing, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? If he heard it, then it must be true. Right. Someone so said I something. Said, yeah. I was res- yeah, I responded to him. I was like, Yeah, you know, I do. But Judy, I know I don't got nothing to right. like if he would have said send me a reel the next day, I would not have had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So all of that is like percolating in my mind. I get back to LA and I'm at my boyfriend's house. And he has this like casting director. He's friends with this casting director. So she's there with like her love interest, whatever. And I am reenacting the entire show that I saw in Vegas. I mean, I'm doing imitations. I'm doing everybody's material. I'm giving my opinion. I'm like, and then they did this. And why right. would you do when did it, 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 you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, it, you know, when we go on a rant, Judy, right, I'm, right. I'm in the rant and I have everybody is like captive audience. Right. I don't think nothing of that. That's just, that was just a day in my life, right? Fast forward, when I decided to quit this job for this manager that I was working for, I don't know why it came in my head to go to an open mic. Like, I don't know where that came from. I have no idea, but I know that I went to his office and I was like, hey, um, you know, I did not move to LA to be like to work in an office and to be somebody's assistant. So I just want to put in my two weeks notice. Um, and then I sat down and I Googled open mics. I lived in North Hollywood at the time. I Googled you went to open a hookah lounge. Is that right? I a went hookah. to a, I went to a hookah lounge yeah. two blocks from my house. And I got up there and the rest is history. Like history. But, yeah. But what the thing about it is when I, <laughs> When I remember two, I remember uh, two things. First, I, sh- I had shaved my head that year, and my friend was like, I talk- called her, and I was like, uh, guess what? She was like, well, I was like, I just shaved my head, and she was like, oh my god, I'm coming over, let me see. And then, she- then when she walked in, she was like, but I knew you would look nice because you always pull your hair back in a ponytail and it looks great, so I knew you would look nice, <laughs> right? It was like a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fast forward, fast forward, way later in the year, I call her again, and I'm like, hey, I, I just. I'm, I'm about to go to this place and do stand up. And she's like, okay, I'm going to meet you there. She didn't get there until the very end of my like five minute set. Right. 
And so when I got off stage, I was like, oh my God, I think everybody's laughing. People right. stop smoking hookah. Like they, they're with me. Right. right? And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm going to be a comedian. And she was like, girl, I told you, you was funny. Like, I, I don't know why this is taking so long for you to right. get it. Like, yeah. And, and then, and then I just haven't stopped since. Hey everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity, and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality, and they are, when I say ready-to-eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and literally, you heat them for two minutes. Every week, you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, I Just Did Chef's Choice, 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. You do do the road, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot, which is so important. A lot of people don't understand how important that is. I mean, and I you, love you know, that, you know, and, and I rem- I heard someone ask you, do you alter your material for where you are? And you said, absolutely not. This is my act. And you're a hundred percent right. Y- you, I love that. I love that, you know, this is my act and I'm bringing it to you, but you learn so much on the road. You learn so much because it's not easy. Yeah. And there is a little bit of like figuring out how to maintain your act when you're in a place and it's not working. I mean, yeah. Or the audience is like a different audience than you're used to. Yeah. You figure out, but it's like, if, if I, if I went to a different city 
and, and change just for that city. Well, I mean, who am, I've never built a set. Like, who am I? Right. Who, you know, that, that, that to me sounds almost like, let's say Judy, you and I, right. We're really close friends. And then we go to, we, you and I go to uh, four different houses in one night. Right. And every single house I show up to, I'm a completely different person. And you're like, God damn, who is my friend? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I thought I knew that, but I want people when I, my stand up is like, I'm inviting you into my world. Right. I'm not coming into your world. Exactly. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm very aware. So I'll acknowledge when I'm doing my, my set and there has to be like, it's not going as planned or they're having some, uh, I, I acknowledge what's of happening. Of course you have and to. A lot of times, yeah. A lot of times that helps build material. Then exactly. You know, I'm like, you know, I start, I'm doing this joke about houses right now and I use the word bespoke. And I said it and like a few people laughed. And then I, and then one woman came up to me after the show and was like, you know, people got to know what bespoke means. <laughs> so, so, so now the next time I do the joke, I do it. It's the same thing. And now my tag is, I recognize y'all got to know what bespoke is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, right, right. It's exactly like, right. That's how bits get yeah. built. Yeah. Yes. And you can't do that without yeah. stage time. And, you know, 12 minutes or 15 minutes at a club in New York is not going to build your act, you know, so you can sustain for a half an hour or 45 minutes or an hour. Judy, I'm so happy you said this because I am finding that comics, some comics are looking at me like I'm, okay, so I have been on the road lately, like I'm getting back out there because I just taped an hour and so now I have to build new material, right? And people are like, how's the tour going? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not on tour. I'm on the road, right? but I'm not on tour. And they're like, yeah, but it's a tour, right? I'm like, no, for me, the job of a comedian is going on the road so that we can do long form sets. Absolutely. So that we can build material. Now, once I build that material, then I'll go on a tour that either leads up to the taping or or I'll tour after the taping. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's it's the same. Going on the road is a part of the job. Right. And it's like, if you can't stand up there for 45 minutes and keep their attention and keep them engaged and, and keep them laughing, then... You know, you need to be up there for that period of time to be able to sustain for that period of time. And that's why these people who do like stupid, like, you know, one minute videos get a billion followers and then the club hires them to go do an hour and they they can stand up there for maybe five minutes. You know, that is destructive to comedy. And and it's you know, you're doing it the right way. This is exactly what being a comedian is. Yeah. Even even people like ask, you know, people kind of sometimes tease me about like ch- trying to like maintain my health, which is that's so crazy. Right. People are like, oh, you eat. Oh, you eat kale again, bitch. You eat kale. <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa. you know, why is that? But I realize when I'm on the road and I'm doing two shows a night, like when you're running, when you're doing two oh hours, my God, it's so I realize exhausting. how physically exhausting. Right. I can't even sometimes if I'm having a good old time, we don't got into like crowd work. We don't win. Me and right. the crowd, we don't win the journey now i realize oh shit i'm up there for an hour and 20 minutes right. it hits the fatigue hits me and sometimes i'll just have to in my set like okay you guys like i can't i'm done I i'm can't, done I'm so right, right 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 okay i'm exhausted yeah i gotta go you know yeah yeah like i'm mentally and physically well because exhausted. you're so you can't focus on anything else and 
It's so interesting that you say that because, you know, I'll be up there and I'll do an hour, whatever, an hour plus. And then, and I'm like, so hyper-focused and then I'm done and I'm like, ow, my knee, ow, my whole body hurts. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And you don't realize Mm it goes away. It's like when you're sick and you're like, fuck, I have to do a set. And then you get on stage and you're fine. You're fine for the set. And that, yeah. Yeah. And how then it all it, comes right back to you. How, uh, I just wonder, um, cause you know, I've been doing stand up for 41 years now. Uh, I really, want, yes. Oh my God. It's crazy. I just found this. I'm going to post it, but I just found this, I'm going through all my shit and I'm throwing it out this, this, um, but I'm not throwing this out. This program from, uh, 1984 where I, uh, did stand up at Rutgers where I went to college, and, and it said that I had first performed at Catch a Rising Star in August of 1982. I was doing stand up in 1980. I mean, like, I can't even, whatever. How is it? I That's know amazing. that the That's road, amazing. and I love it. I love being a comedian, but the road was awful for us. Is it? Is it okay? Are you comfortable? Are you, I mean, I had. Uh, you know, I've talked about people, clubs putting on like filthy guitar acts before uh, me, just so I, cause I was a female headliner just to make it more difficult mm-hmm. for me and stuff. Do you get any mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff anymore now? No, I think it, I think it's, I think that, you know, unfortunately, yeah, well, fortunately you crawled so that, you know, we could walk Judy, you know, it's not, it's not that, um, it's not, I'm not experiencing stuff like that. Although I do, I I will say that there is, I notice a difference in like, Oh, when I was featuring what, what, uh, you know, like I've, I've had like the, the terrible, uh, condo, comedy condo. Oh, please. I know. Awful. Awful. These condos and Um, you have to share it with men because they never put two women on a show. Ugh. you know, um, and then like moving into being a headliner, but not really being able to sell that many tickets. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's not really like you're, you're develop your developmental act. And so you're not, they're not laying out the red carpet for you. Right. And like, you know, it's getting, it's getting a bit better for me at this point. Like I'm doing more door deals, selling out shows, things like that. And so it, I, I can see, you know, I see the difference in, in, in treatment, especially it's like now I'm, I'm, I, uh, you know, I choose my lineup. You right. know what I'm saying? I choose to, I don't bring people on the phone, but let me know who you, who you choose and I'll approve of them or not. And right. then we'll change it or we'll, you know, um, and, but yeah, I, I've heard stories from comedians, from especially female comedians, you know, before me, where it's oh, been so bad. Even even at, even in hotel rooms and things oh. like having to share a hotel room with a a male act. And thankfully, you know, so I'm so thankful that that hasn't been right. Um, my experience, you know, the, the the worst that I've experienced is like, yeah, I'll show up and I'm headlining and this manager of the club wants to put on his two friends and not even ask my oh, permission. Oh yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then I, and, and, and me not knowing better, it's like the first night I'm like, Oh, I guess there's four people. on the Right. Show right. Me. And then, and then me calling someone like Keith, like, yeah, this and this is happening. And he's like, fuck, you know, yeah. fuck you know, fuck that. Right. No, that's not what's supposed to happen. Exactly. You know, they got to ask your permission. You the right. headliner, you know, whatever. 
Um, and then it's like, and then me taking that and arming myself with the information of the people that came before me and saying, you got to ask me, nobody's on my show. Let me call my agent. Let me call, let me, let me, right. you know, let me mo- like, 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 let me activate everybody right. because you're not going to just treat me any old way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You really have to stick up for that, yourself. That's, yeah. And then sometimes you have like, you know, especially if I'm if I'm performing at a venue that's now moving into comedy, but it's not a comedy club. Oh yeah, they're the worst. And they don't know. Yeah. And they don't you know. know the sound like, system sucks, and you're like, no. Yeah. You have to have you and turn you really the fucking get on lights them. off in the audience, you asshole. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. You know I love my liquid IV, that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben my son, Ben, who plays basketball, his team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends for going wild have a game plan for monday with liquid iv grab your liquid iv hydration multiplier sugar free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code judy gold j-u-d-y-g-o-l-d at checkout that's 20 percent off your first order when you shop superior hydration today using promo code judy gold j-u-d-y-g-o-l-d at liquidiv.com. You're welcome. I just want to say that you are the host of uh, 100 Humans. And there was another thing, something on Amazon. Well, is your special on Amazon? Yeah, my yeah. special is on Amazon. It come, it's not out. It comes right. out October 24th. Yeah. Yes, so it will it is out. Yes, uh, it's out. It's out. <laughs> it's called Hijab's Off. Yeah, it's called hijabs off. Hijabs off. Um, <laughs> you are such a treat, and you're so your life is so interesting. I'm telling you, you first of all, 
you better give me a part on your fucking series that they Ow! create of the old Jewish woman down the street who is constantly complaining. But, um, you know, it's, or yeah, what else could I be? I could be your therapist. Or my manager. Oh, yeah, I could totally be. I, I would be great at being your manager. Thank you. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that this life that you have led and lived is going to be bought, brought to the screen. I just know it. Um, and you're gorgeous, which is so fucking annoying and funny and smart. Um, but I can't, I, I ask my podcast guests two things. So I'm going to ask you okay. two questions that you must answer. Number one, okay. what do you do for your mental health? We're very pro mental health at this podcast. I get up and I run. Mm. I am a, 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 like a, I would say a jogger, a runner. Like I am a morning runner. I am one of those people when you get up, you get in your morning coffee and you see somebody dart past you uh, six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning. Ew, that's what time you get up? That's, yeah. Okay. You're not yeah. a real comic. I don't, you're not a real comic. I am. I am. That's 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 why I, that's why I need my mid afternoon nap. Oh, okay. As long as you take because, it out. Um, and yeah, how far yeah. how far do you run? I was a runner, um, and now mm-hmm. I've had one knee replacement. I'm getting another one in a month because you know I'm tall and big, not good body for running. But how far? How long are your runs? Now I consistently run like about five miles. I used to run the longest that I was running every day, like every day, but like maybe five days a week was about eight miles. Oh I haven't done God. that. I stopped doing that. I stopped doing that during the pandemic. Right. Now I'm like a consistent four and a half to five miles. Wow, but that's great. I ran, I ran um, on, on Monday, I ran in New York. My favorite thing to do in New York when I'm in New York is run Central Park. Yeah, it's the best. And yeah, and so on Monday... I ran seven and a half miles. Fuck you. Because I, I ran from Harlem. I ran from Harlem. Into the park. To Central Park. Ran all the way around. Which is 6.1. And then, yeah. I know, it's so funny. Yeah. I, I ran the marathon, and you just know exactly how many miles every loop in that park is. I love yeah. that. Running that park is so amazing. It's so amazing. It's wonderful. When I was a kid, my mom used to walk us around the park. She would either walk us around the park or walk us around the reservoir. That oh, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like that is a lasting memory for me. And I was talking to my mom recently and she said, you know, Zainab, I, I feel so bad sometimes because we really didn't have like the money for me to do a lot of things, a lot of, to put you in a lot of extracurricular activity. She said, that's why I would just get up and walk you guys around the right. park. And she said it, she was like sad and apologizing right. to me. And I was like, this is so interesting because that is one of my fondest memories. Right. And it, my, yeah. my childhood. And you're carrying you know? it on now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hate you. Um, <laughs> okay. The number two question I always ask. All right. So the podcast is called Kill Me Now because mm-hmm. you know me. I get aggravated about every fucking thing. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't take it. Kill me now. So what? What makes you so, like, makes you crazy pissed off? Like, it could be anything. It could be the littlest thing. But what makes you fucking so mad that you want to say, kill me now? When people don't do their job. Oh, my when God, don't yes. Do their jobs. Yes. When people don't do their job. Yes. It's like, it's like, 
it's like, then I, I, I'm trying to have empathy for you, but it's like, this is so simple, oh lady. I'm, I'm just, you're here. You have to be here. You can't go anywhere. And I'm asking you a simple question that right. you know the answer to. Right. Just, just stop, stop being an asshole. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop it. You're, you're, you're here on the clock. I'm not asking I, you for a favor. Right. It's, it's the other thing that like, I'm going to take it in, to another level. Like, I start feeling like that. Like when I call and order something and I'm really specific and your job is to write that down and put that in a bag and get it delivered and it's all wrong. Like your job, this is your job to listen, write, to, yeah, like I'm just like, do your fucking job. And I don't have to tip you. I don't have to tip you for pouring me a cup of fucking coffee. But even like, like everywhere, I remember I was on set uh, for a project and the props person, it's like, your job is the props. All you supposed, you ain't got to do much. All you got to do is when we need this prop, that's where you, you show up. Why don't you have the props? I don't. And I would be watching because I mean I'm right. having like a fit in my body because right. I, I mean listen I am I'm only I'm only the actor you get what right. I'm saying I and have you no, can't be like, cunty not, you can't be cunty because then you, everyone's like you know? oh she's a con yeah. yeah but in my mind I'm 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 flabbergasted sometimes to the point Judy where I laugh out loud because I'm right. in such disbelief of hold on okay so you didn't have the prop yesterday right. you knew you messed up the prop or the prop was broken but now we 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 here doing the same thing needing the same prop two days later and you still didn't right how how are you still employed i'm so right. confused it's unbelievable like, it's unbelievable and then in our business people fail up like they fuck up tv shows and then they're like oh they're hired as vice president of programming and blah 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 and it's like how does that happen? Like, if we have a shitty set, we don't get the fucking gig. Uh, I was in I was in a car with Yamanika. You know. Yamanika. Oh my god, I love my girl. Okay. <laughs> so 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 I don't know what I don't know. I think I was like we were in a car looking for parking or something like that, and there's an officer in a patrol car parked. You know, we're in Harlem. He's parked, and I pull up to him, and I'm like, "Hey, do you know if we can park here?" And he's like. Um, uh, um, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, <on> my mind. <laughs> and so anybody else would have probably been like, okay, officer, thank you. They would probably, you know, right. and I said, wait, I'm sorry. Do, do you not know? Because if you don't know, you can tell me you don't know. You don't, right. have to, please don't waste my time. And it, right. it's fine if you don't know, like, you know, you're not Google maps, but I do expect you to so know no, the city yeah, you're patrolling. Yeah. He sat up in his seat and like, he got it together. He was like, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, you're not supposed to. And then he answered my question, but he wasn't going to do it. Right, right. He was not going to do Right. It's like, and Yamanika said, you know, Zainab, there is something real special about you because most people wouldn't have even talked to a cop that Right, way. right, like, right. But it's, for me, it's just like, I don't understand it, sir. I, I don't understand right. what's, what's happening. Like, I am asking you a very simple question. You're on the clock because you're in uniform. Right, right. Your, your, your whole job is to be helpful to me right. as a citizen. Right. And protect you. And, and yeah. What is what is going on? Oh, or or should I park here and then you get out and give me a ticket? Right. I'm trying to. Prevent. Right. Exactly. You know like, what, right. What, what's happening? What's, what's and then happening? you get a ticket and then you have to write. I asked the guy. I asked the cop. <laughs> I, I just. Yeah, uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, 
Oh, saying uh, even even in even in one last one, Judy, one last yeah, one. go even ahead. I love this. Comedy, even in stand up, unfortunately, when a comic bombs so bad that they mess up the room. Oh yeah, right. They they, they, the they, they up. Me- yeah. mess up the energy in a room. And then the host goes up on stage and does nothing to clean it right, up. Right, right. Yes. Is like, you ready for your next comic? It's like no, no you clean up the fucking you, mess. This is this now is when you do your job. Right, exactly. Now, do your right, fucking job. Right. And now I got to spend five minutes of my set hosting, right. cleaning up the room right. before I can get into my. Just oh do yeah, your job. that is the worst. That is the fucking worst. Oh God, I could talk to you all day. Um, <laughs> did you run this morning? Oh no, because you got off the plane. Oh, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I can't wait. I, you know, in LA, when it's hot, you have to get up and run in the, you in either the have morning. You have to run in the morning or or at night. And so I probably won't run today. But I, the first thing I thought was, oh, I can't wait to go for a run tomorrow. I know I the endorphins, that, yeah, and release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zainab, I hope everyone watches your special on Amazon and and I really uh you have such a great future ahead of you I'm telling you you're so I'm telling you I'm and I need to be a part of it I really do Um, (laughs) thank you Judy thank you and I can't thank you enough for uh doing the podcast you're such a delight and um where can people follow you they can follow me on Instagram and Twitter or X is Zainab Johnson, Z A I N A B Johnson. TikTok, it's the Zainab Johnson. Oh, <laughs> the, 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 the Zainab the, Johnson, yeah. The Zainab Johnson. Um, my website is Zainab Johnson, and that'll link you to everything. If you, you know, when it comes to me performance, I'm in a city near you. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's right. how you can find me and watch my special. And watch her special. And I hope you come to New York soon so we can hang. And you can oh, do some yeah. cheers from your cheerleading days. <laughs> 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 Fucking asshole. From my damn, yeah. uh, my fake pom-pom days. Yeah, from your debating and pom-pom days. Um, Zainab, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank You're the you, best. Thank you so much for listening to part two of my interview with Zainab Johnson. Uh, get her album, He Jabs Off. Oh, it's, it, do they call it an album? We'll download it. It's great. Her special, her special. It's called a special. I don't even know. I'm, I'm so fucking on. I haven't been taking the oxycodone. I've been taking the Tylenol, but I'm going to, I think I might take Um, Yeah, I don't feel good. So, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. She's amazing. Um, again, uh, this podcast was, uh, it was, uh, oh, it's, look at me. I'm so fucking tired. It was edited by Colin Schmeling, produced by Laura Vogel, marketed and uh, whatevered by Brittany Joe Sowards Richmond. And don't forget, we have a live podcast coming up December 12th with Modi at the Midnight Theater. Tickets are going F A S T, that uh, spells out fast. On the 16th, we have South Orange Performing Arts Center with Liz Glazer and John Fish in New Jersey. And that's my home state. And it's going to be a great Jewy fucking celebration show. Ben has been doing great in his basketball. Oh, there. And he, they did an interview. They did a podcast with him and he mentioned me. So I'm like, I'm in love with him. But um, I'm in love with Henry, too. So I'm, I'm in, And I'm in love with Lisa. Well, I'm in love with Lisa different than I am with Henry and Ben. 
Like, I love Henry and Ben because they're my sons, and I'm in love with Okay, who cares? Anyway, um, I want to shout out Mazel Tov. Well, I could shout out to the parents, but I'm going to shout out my oldest friend, Howard Rosenstein, one of my best, closest people in my whole life, and his wife, Sherry Rosenstein. Yes. Uh, they are grandparents. They are new grandparents uh, to beautiful Molly Adele Rosenstein. And everyone's healthy. Everyone's happy. And it's just beautiful. I can't believe that my friends are grandparents now. They're grandparents. And, you know, it makes me feel old. Yeah, so that's that. Can't believe it. I mean, I want to be a grandparent, but not right now. You know, I can't even walk. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be a really good grandparent. But you know what's going to be really hard? You know why? I'll tell you why. Because there's going to be multiple grandmothers. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's going to be multiple. And so I am going to have to really sort of, which I can do. I can I can make myself special. But yeah, it's not, I don't know. That's not the thing that I want. Oh, and I wanted to also say, um, so Mazel Tov, and also I wanted to say, uh, fuck you, Susan Sarandon. Go fuck yourself, okay? I don't accept your stupid apology. You act, you know, these people act like they're so smart, right? And then what do they do? They say the stupidest fucking shit in the world. And they're like, oh, I didn't mean it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay, so that's that. Um, Mazel to um, Howard and Sherry and their son, uh, Adam, and his wife, Madeline. They're all Jews. More Jews in the world. There's nothing better. Um, And babies. What else do I have to tell you? Um, That's it. Come see my shows. Hopefully I'll be able to stand the entire time, but I doubt it. And um, I'll have a lot to say. A lot to say especially being an aged woman who has a brand new knee. Okay. Happy Hanukkah to everyone. I hope it's a joyous one. I said joyous. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe anyone is listening to the end of this. I can't believe any fucking person is still listening to me, but I love you if you are. Uh, And as we always say, so long. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.